On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. All right. Hi there, everybody. Uh, the beginning of another week. Uh, before we kick into it, we'll give you the usual messages uh, about this information being general, not financial advice, doesn't take into account your circumstances, your objectives, your situation, and all investments are subject to risk and are not guaranteed. So before we make any decisions uh, on the back of anything I may or may not say, uh, you should contact an advisor and get some more information about what you should be doing. So uh, Craig's Investment Partners has a, a service in, of this regard. Um, Craig'sip.com is where you go to hear about it. Right, um, another rough week is behind us. Last week was a, a difficult one, as you would expect, given everything that's happening in Ukraine and just the uncertainty uh, that that, uh, both in terms of the conflict itself, plus the sanctions, plus the impact on commodity prices and oil and so forth, all have. So we did have uh, quite a lot of red on the screen when you look across the international markets. Europe was hit hardest. Uh, the European indices and the UK, for that matter, were down about 6 or 7% over the course of the week. So that was the worst week we've seen in August, um, in Europe, I should say, since March 2020, back in the middle of the pandemic. The US held up better. The US was just down 1.3%. Uh, and that's that's not surprising. Um, you know, the US is a much more closed economy, which means they're, they're, they're more insular. They're not doing as much business with other parts of the world. And they have sort of got their own sort of story going on. Um, the economy is still growing strongly. Unemployment's still falling. And um, they're obviously further away from the conflict. So it really was uh, a, the sell-off has most recently continued to be focused on that European uh, region. Uh, the New Zealand market and the Aussie market also had a um, a good week. Both were up just shy of 2%. So, you know, when you look across the world uh, in terms of 2022 returns, you've got world shares down about 10%. Um, the, the US market uh, or the tech part of the US market, that is, and Europe uh, are down more heavily, sort of closer to sort of 15 or, or so percent. Um, New Zealand and Australia have, have held up a lot better. New Zealand uh, shares in terms of the NZX uh, 50 at least is, is only down 6.8% this year. Aussie's down about 4.5%. So we have held up better, although I guess, um, and I'm filming this on a Monday, recording this on a Monday morning, so by the time you hear it, uh, we might have actually caught up. Um, a lot of that weakness in Europe and the UK came through on the Friday trading session. Our markets were closed at that time, so I suspect we will start the week um, on the back foot. Looking at the week ahead, I think it's um, still going to be focused on the war in Ukraine. You know that is still dominating headlines for you know for obvious reasons. The actual conflict itself is. Uh, quite scary, to be honest, and um, just causes so many uncertainties around how it plays out, how it might end, what it will take to um, uh, get a resolution of some sort. So markets will remain on edge as long as that continues. Um, and if it escalates, they will obviously become even more cautious. And, and even sort of if you do get a de-escalation, well, we need to think about the impact on the food prices, the energy prices, uh, what it means for supply chains, the, the disruptions that are coming on the back of the sanctions that you're seeing. All of that compounds the uncertainty and potentially puts even more pressure on some of those other worries we've got, um, such as high inflation and whether you'll get sort of central banks around the world 
um, move to, you know, aggressively increase interest rates and try and get that inflation under control. So a whole lot of things to keep an eye on. But, you know, those headlines around um, what's happening in, in Ukraine will dominate things over the days ahead. Outside of that, um, other other sort of key key things I'll be keeping an eye on this week uh, sticking with Europe, there's an ECB meeting on Thursday, so that's the European Central Bank. Uh, what a time for them to have to meet and sort of decide what they're doing with monetary policy and interest rates and sort of the asset purchase program. Unsurprisingly, I would think uh, they will do nothing um, uh, given the backdrop, but you know they've got this inflation problem bubbling away in the background too. Uh, their inflation rate's sitting at about 5.8%, and that's the highest we've seen in the history of the euro uh, since it came into being in the um, in the late 90s. And this will put even more pressure on it, the current conflict. So they can't sit on their hands forever. They will for the time being, but uh, looking ahead, uh, I think you will you will ultimately see the ECB have to make some tough decisions as well. And markets at the moment think that the September meeting is is the first opportunity for them to maybe um, uh, be increasing interest rates. But, you know, we'll we'll have to just watch and wait and see how things go. Um, The other key thing to keep an eye on this week is US inflation. Um, It feels like all we talk about is inflation these days, and, and that is true to a degree, but it's because it's so important. The inflation rate is the key driver of what happens with interest rates and interest rates are one of the key drivers of asset prices so uh, it it all does come back to inflation in many ways whether we're talking about the housing market whether we're talking about the share market whether we're talking about the pace of economic growth the level of unemployment all of those things are directly impacted by what happens with interest rates and interest rates are, are very much a function of inflation so you can't avoid talking about it it's just the biggest theme uh, of 2022, and it'll probably remain that way for the balance of the year. But anyway, we've got another monthly uh, inflation report out of the US this week. Believe it or not, it's going to go higher still, uh, sitting at 7.5% at the moment. That was for January. For the year to February, it's expected to go to 7.8%. And you would expect analysts be seeing it potentially even going beyond that, the way that uh, oil prices and food prices are, are tracking Uh, as a result of um, what's happening in Ukraine. So this inflation report is the last real piece of the puzzle before the Federal Reserve in the US meets um, next week. I think their their announcement should be out next Thursday morning. They usually come out about sort of 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, and then there's a press conference that you can um, go online and watch if you you want to. They're always really interesting, and, and you do learn a lot. But that meetings is is expected to see the Federal Reserve increase interest rates just by the 0.25%, same as, you know, same increment as the Reserve Bank here in New Zealand has been raising them by. That'll be the first uh, hike or increase since 2018. Um, But they're expected to sort of continue raising it through the rest of the year too. So um, that's another focal point, this Thursday's US inflation report. Outside of that, you know, there's actually not a whole lot happening. Um, China did start their National People's Congress, which is their big sort of um, political sort of meeting that takes several days. That kicked off on Saturday. Uh, and the, the key announcement so far to come out of that is that they're targeting a growth rate of 
you know, about five and a half percent, which is a, an outstanding growth rate if you're, you know, New Zealand or America or the UK or, or Australia. But uh, for a country like China that has experienced double digit growth rates for uh, a good portion of the last uh, three decades, five and a half percent is a little bit modest. So uh, that was interesting. Um, what else have we got uh, coming up? That, that's probably it, to be honest. There's just not a lot happening in New Zealand and Australia since the reporting season ended. Uh, there's one speech out of Australia from their uh, uh, Reserve Bank governor. I think that'll be on Wednesday, so that'll be closely watched. But not a lot happening on the um, on the earnings front, where most of the companies uh, have reported um, through that uh, that second half of February and in early March. So the next round of corporate results will will come out in May. Um, uh, and there's a couple of heavyweights. Um, you know, Main Freight is, is probably the key one. And, and I think Fish and Pickle Healthcare too uh, usually reports in May and, and a handful of others. So that's sort of the next next window for us to get a, a swag of, of corporate news. All of those companies that uh, have a March 31 balance date rather than um, June and December, which is what the, the February reporting season is geared towards. So a bit of a lull in terms of um, corporate news flow, which means I think our market will probably be beholden to what happens overseas. You know, it'll be what happens uh, in, in Russia and Ukraine. It will be what happens with um, uh, interest rates and inflation. So plenty going on as always. Um, enjoy your, your week either watching or getting involved in markets. And um, probably last thing I'll say is just be a little bit careful. It's a pretty uncertain outlook. Um, it doesn't mean there's not opportunities. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be executing on your long-term in investment objectives, but it probably is a time to just be a little bit a little bit more cautious and, and um, uh, maybe a bit wary because there are a few risks out there and it does make for uh, a little bit of, well, more than a little bit, uh, a decent dose, I should say, of uncertainty over the, the coming days and potentially weeks. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.